Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks for downloading the John Quintero Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. 97.3 The Fan is proud to bring you high school football coverage. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on around high school football in the San Diego section with the coach, John Cantera. This is absolutely fantastic that we're getting the high school football back on the air because high school football in San Diego is big time. And Braden Surprenant. Elian Noah to the near side, cuts it from 35-40, runs right up the hash mark, he goes to the far side, breaks the tackle to 40, 35-30, 25-20, one man to beat, 15-10. Five reaches the end zone. Touchdown, Helix. From player and coach interviews to game picks and breakdowns of the best matchups of the week, we've got you covered on the High School Football Show on 97.3 The Fan. Well, good evening and welcome to our high school football show. Getting on a little bit late uh, due to the extracurricular activity tonight uh, between the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, If you missed it, uh, boy, it uh, wild, a wacky ending. We'll tell you more about that tomorrow when I'm on uh, 12 to 3. Uh, But the final score tonight was Cleveland 20. Pittsburgh 7, but now we're going to focus in on high school football. we got playoff games tomorrow night, and of course we're going to have a big one right here on 97.3 The Fan and the Radio.com app. Uh, two of the best teams in San Diego all year long. You've got Carlsbad going down the freeway with their 9-1 and record, Navicado League Championship under their belt, taking on the Cathedral Catholic Dons who come in at 8-2 and uh, and two on the year, and they won uh, their Western League Championship, and we're joined right now by the uh, outstanding head coach of the Carlsbad Lancers, Thad McNeil. And Thad, uh, congratulations on the championship. And you guys have had a little time off. I imagine you're pretty much ready to go tomorrow night. Yes, we are. We really appreciate you uh, having me on the show. Uh, we can't wait for tomorrow night. It's going to be a fun game. Hey, how did you spend the bye week? To, uh, did you give the kids a few days off before you started focusing in on the game? Uh, last week we went four days. Um and uh, they didn't come in Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and then uh, this week we went a full week. So uh, we gave them a little bit of time off, uh, light in practice, changed some of, the, uh, uh, some of our schedule a little bit. But uh, for the most part, um, we, we have a certain schedule that we follow, and uh, we feel like it's going to help us uh, get ready for tomorrow's game. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this year's team, but I want to go back to last year's game. We did the game last year. You guys got beat up pretty good in that game, 35 nothing against Cathedral. Uh, we've seen you this year. I think you're a much different ball club than you were a year ago. Cathedral, I think, is a little bit different than they were a year ago. Where do you see your team being a little bit better and maybe better prepared to go into that game tomorrow night? Well, I think first off, we're, we're just more experienced. We started probably... 17, 18 juniors last year against um, a pretty strong senior-oriented team in Cathedral. Uh, So these kids have been in this game before. Um, A lot of these kids uh, were in the game the year before when when they came to our place. 
we've played them four four this will be the fourth time in five years we're playing cathedral <laughs> so um you know I, I i think what's different is our experience and um you know we've we we're we're uh on a roll we've had a great year and uh it's gonna be a great challenge tomorrow night but uh, I know our kids are ready to go. We're visiting with Thad McNeil, the head coach, Carlsbad Lancers, ninth season up there with the Lancers. Let's talk a little bit about your junior quarterback, Aiden Sand. We saw him in that Torrey Pines game. He was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's come out. He's done a good job. You know, Aiden, I think, is uh, one of the best guys in the county. Um, he's super efficient. He's uh, very, very accurate. And he's had a great junior year. You know, he's got uh, – a nice old line in front of him. Four of them are seniors, and I think he's got the best uh, player in the county to throw to in Cole Wright. So, um, along with some complimentary receivers as well, uh, and then our tailback DJ Young has done a great job as well. So, you know, Aiden um, makes the whole thing go. Um, I'm pretty pleased with the way he's played this year. You know, I want to get to Cole Wright and DJ Young in a minute, but I want to talk a little bit about your backup quarterback because when you look at his stats, tonight, we saw him, and again, we did that game where you beat uh, Torrey that night uh, 42-7. to You brought in your uh, backup quarterback, another junior by the name of Jack Garrity, and he's had a pretty good year coming off the bench. There are very few backup quarterbacks in the county that can say they're 15 of 18 and completing over 83% of their passes. Without a doubt, and Jack's actually a senior. Oh, yes, okay. Um, and, and, yeah, and Jack's fantastic. He's uh, he's at any point he can go in the game, and we all feel very confident he can get the job done. Um, you know, he's 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 been awesome this year as as the backup, and uh, he he's has the ability to come in and start and and uh, help us win if, if needed. All right, let's get to Cole Wright because uh, we've done about 12 games, I think, this year. We've seen some of the better teams in the county, and I think Cole Wright is as good a receiver as I've seen. He's got excellent hands, I think. You know, not looking at him on tape, just watching a live game. He runs good routes. He's a little bit faster maybe than people think, but he got great hands. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. He's a three-year starter. Um He's an uh, excellent corner as well. And then uh, as a receiver, he, he kind of has it all. Um, he's been clocked at four or five flat. He convert 37 inches. Um, he's fantastic. Uh, he'll go on and play college football somewhere. And, uh, you know, we're at least going to have him for one more game. Huh. He's had a great senior year. Um, he's a 1,300 SAT. He's, he's just uh, top shelf. He's one of our captains. And, He's been a fun guy to coach, without a doubt. Who's recruiting him right now? Or, or some of the, 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 the Power Five conferences? Or, the you know, the uh, uh, who, who's going after him? Well, there's a few Pac-12 schools that um, he'll – he's going he's gonna to at least trip to one of them. And then there's – he has a couple offers in the Mountain West, and then uh, it goes down to the Ivy Leagues and Azusa Pacific and UC Davis and all those kind of schools. Um, he's going to have some options. Uh, we'll see what happens, you know. Um, I, he's he's a really, really good player, and, and someone's going to be lucky to have him. You know, you lost a really good player in Noah Vela. I mean, he put on a performance that night uh, in the game that we did, both catching the ball and running it out of the backfield. And I know he's uh, done right now uh, with, a, I believe, a foot injury. But tell us a little bit about DJ Young, because he's had a good year, over seven yards, uh, 700 yards rushing. Yeah, we're, so, we're just so lucky to have DJ DJ is a starter on defense. He's strong safety um, and just very, very tough, instinctual player. And then uh, he stepped up at tailback and 
done a tremendous job. And, you know, uh, you don't even know, John, we are starting tailback with a kid named Maslow Norwood, and he's only a junior, and uh, he tore his labrum early in the year. And if he hadn't got hurt, you'd be talking about Maslow. So then we lose Maslow, and then the second guy is uh, Noah, who's fantastic, as you saw, mm-hmm. and he breaks his foot in the Oceanside game. And then uh, DJ steps up next. So it's just been one of those years we've we've been able to withstand some injuries and, and come out of our tough uh, league undefeated uh, with uh, some great seniors stepping up and playing well. You know, I really like your offensive line. That offensive line looks a lot more uh, uh, beefy and a lot more physical than they were a year ago. It really is. You know, it, a year later it helps. Four of the five are, are, are seniors. They all played against Cathedral last year, and that D-front last year was fantastic, as it is this year. Uh, and then we have a, a junior who's uh, will be a national recruit next year, and Dylan Smith, he's 6'6", 290 pounds. So um, we do have a little bit of more beef. We had a great off season, And that's just the facts. When you get to the open division, everyone's going to be bigger, faster, stronger, so you have to match them. Thad McNeil, head coach, Carlos Better, guest here on um, 97.3 The Fan. Talk a little bit about your defense. I know uh, I read that article the other day uh, and uh, on two of your players, but how about Kyle Vassaw? Tell us a little bit about him. You know, Kyle, I just had such a great senior year. Um, this summer he went to BYU football camp and got the MVP. They offered him a scholarship right after the, after the camp. Uh, he's, he put on about 20 pounds in this off season. Uh, he's just a perfect kid. He, he plays really, really hard. He's super humble. And, uh, you know, we're just really lucky to have him. Our defense has been, um, really, uh, kept us in a lot of games. You know, they've carried us in, in some games. Um, they've kept the most opponents under, you know, 14 points, uh, probably is probably our, uh, the average. And, um, you know, they, they just play super hard. They play team defense, and it's fun to watch. You know, they have a lot of fun. So, well, uh, you guys have had a great tomorrow, year. We got a tough task. We oh, there's no question. Hey, hey, tell, tell me a little bit about what you see uh, in Cathedral on tape. I mean, you know these guys pretty well. You've you played them the last couple of years. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about what you're seeing from them. Well, you know, it's, this is year three in a row that we're playing them. So they know us. We know them very well. <laughs> Um, their D coordinator's been long, been there a long time, of course, and of course, Coach Doyle. So, the great thing about Cathedral is um, because they're just who they are. They they uh, they're just really good at what they do, and um, they put their players in positions uh, where they can just go play and not have to think. Um, they're just it starts with that O, o line. They're so physical up front, and last year they had that fantastic back and in Puma and, and this year they have a couple other complimentary backs that are really, really good. Um, you know, DJ Rolf, that's a big loss for them. He, he's had a great year. and I think he's a fantastic high school quarterback. Uh, then you look at their defense, you know, they, they play fast. They're very physical. Um, they're very disciplined. Um, you know, all around, they're just very strong. Their kicking game is very good. They got a great kicker. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're going to be a really good challenge for us tomorrow. And we can't wait for the opportunity. Well, Thad, I appreciate you staying up tonight. I know you got a lot of things on your plate. Thanks so much for the time, and we're looking forward to being there and calling that ball game tomorrow night. And good luck. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate everything you do. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. All righty, there you go, Thad McDonald. Reverted back to that, you know, just 
too many mistakes. Uh, you know, we talked about taking care of the little things, and we just didn't take care of it that night. And Lincoln's a good football team. You can't uh, you can't do that. You can't do that against most opponents, but definitely not a team like Lincoln. Tell me about your defense. Have you been happy uh, for the most part the way the defense has performed this year? I've been real happy the way they perform. You know, again, it's it's a very young defense across the board, um, and uh, they have really grown into their own. And uh, they're excited for the challenge tomorrow. They know it's going to be a great challenge. Carl's dad's got a good offensive. They got a good football team, but you know, as far as defense, they got a good offensive team. Uh, they know they got a lot of weapons they have to stop with their wide out and the running back, and the quarterback does a nice job with that big offensive line in front of them. You know, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the the playoffs, and you know, I think they got the right teams, and I'm not going to you know get into that conversation because I think the four uh, teams that deserved to be in the open division uh, got in, and I think for the most part everyone was happy. I know Point Loma wasn't real happy uh, uh, with uh, what happened to them, but as far as the open division, I think you got the the four best teams in the county. But I wanted to ask you about the bye week, and then you play two weeks in a row, and then if you win the open division title, you have another bye before the uh, uh, first state game how, how do you like that because you're a guy that's gone through it you know it really wasn't it's it, 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 to me it's not too bad again have been through it the kids kind of uh were used to it and you know last year was crazy because we had the, the game shortened by the the uh, uh the lightning you know i mean i think we got a quarter into that game and then the next week um you know lincoln unfortunately didn't have you know enough healthy players for us we had a bye there then a game, then a bye, then two games, and a bye. And because of the fires in Northern California, we had a bye between the, the Southern Section, you know, uh, championship, whatever they call that, and the state finals. Right. So, um, you know, the kids start getting used to it. And as long as you keep them focused, they're good. I think the rest for their body is good. 15 games for high school kids is a lot of football games. So any any extra time they have to rest and recover is good for them. Now, do you bring uh, players up from your JV team uh, normally to let them practice and kind of get a feel what it's like? We do. We bring uh, from JV and freshmen, and um, they they do a great job. It, it, it's a lot. You know, uh, sometimes I just look at the sideline and see how many kids are over there, <laughs> and you know, kind of, oh, my goodness. But uh, the kids, I think it's it's good for the kids to go through the run um, then next year, you know, when we're in that position, they've kind of been there a little bit, even though they don't get on the field, mm-hmm. they just have the feeling of what it takes to, uh, you know, to, to do it and, and to get things done. So, um, it's good. Uh, Sean Doyle, our uh, guest here on 97.3, the fan last question, Braden and I, we did the game last year. You guys beat Carlsbad, beat them up pretty good, uh, 35, nothing, We've seen Carlsbad earlier this year. This is a different football team. This is a lot better team than I saw a year ago. What are you seeing on tape? Same. Uh, like I said, they de- defensively, they got a lot of kids that get after it and get to the football. Um, you know, offensively, uh, like I said earlier, they just they just have a lot of weapons um, that they can go to. So we, we have to play our best to get there. Um, you know, we've played a couple games this year where we haven't done that and uh, haven't had the results that we have wanted. So uh, we, we know what they have to bring, and we just have to take care of business. And if we do, um, you know, all you can say, all, all you can do is lay it on the, on, on the table at this time in the playoffs, you know, especially in the open division. You're not going to get a, a bad team, um, and our kids know it. So 
uh, I think we're ready. Uh, we'll find out tomorrow at 7 o'clock. All righty, Coach. Well, hey, thanks for the time. Uh, good luck, and uh, we'll uh, see you tomorrow night. Sounds great. Thank you guys very much. There you go. Uh, head Coach Sean Doyle, the Cathedral Catholic. Don's, of course, I want to remind everyone, coming up in hour number two, we'll have uh, game reports from uh, and uh, break down some of the playoff games uh, around North County and East County. Braden and I will uh, take the rest of it. Uh, we're going to 11 o'clock here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. And we go from a couple of coaches to uh, now the president, of the uh, California Coaches Association, and a, a big, uh, I'm a big fan of his, and I know he listened to me quite a bit as a youngster when he was playing high school football at Fallbrook. Great to have Coach Chris Four on the program. Chris, how are we doing tonight? Hey, doing real well, Coach Contera. Thank you for having me. Hey, uh, your Fallbrook Warriors, they're in a rebuilding mode up there right now. Yeah, they certainly are. You know, I'm real excited about the fact that the freshmen this year were 10 and 0. Wow. Um, you know, some some of my teammates have kids playing on that team, and there, there's a lot of excitement up there at Fallbrook with uh, what Coach Troy's doing and and rebuilding that thing, and hopefully, you know, building it for the long haul here. Hey, Chris, I love having you on because I mean, you really have your uh, fingerprints on coaching here, uh, really all over the state. But you know, primarily, you live in Southern California, and, and you're uh, in administration. And uh, you know, tell the fans what you do, uh, your regular job, uh, day in and day out. I mean, you got to go to school, you got to wear a tie every day, don't you? Yeah, well, not every day, fortunately, Coach, but, yeah, a few days a week. Yep, I'm, I'm an assistant principal right now, and that's a job I absolutely love. I basically oversee athletics, ASB, and discipline. good chunk of the day is discipline, but uh, still get to have my finger in athletics, and, and uh, that's a really a really great thing about my job right now. Hey, tell the, the fans uh, where you actually uh, work at. Yeah, I'm at Yucca Valley High School out out here uh, about 30 minutes north of Palm Springs. Well, you're doing a good job. You've been there uh, a few years now, too, haven't you? Yes, sir. Yep, this is the second year here. Second year in that position. But you're the president of the California Coaches Association. And the thing that I love about you, you're always looking to mentor coaches, young and old, anybody that reaches out for help, you're always really good at it. And I thought this is a great time of year to have you on. You can kind of let us know what's going on out there as far as maybe some turnover. And, you know, this time of year we start seeing coaches retire, uh, not being asked to come back. You got young coaches who would like to maybe go for that first interview to become a head football coach at a, a high school. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it would be kind of nice to uh, maybe uh, let people know a little bit, maybe some of the tricks of the trade for young coaches how they go about getting to that next step and, and when they should know maybe when they're ready for that next step yeah great question i know i've been studying this uh doing a lot of research this is my fifth year of tracking every head football coach change here in southern california more than 600 schools you know san diego down there has 97 high schools playing football both eight and 11 man and, you know, just in the last two years, there have been 24 head coach changes in San Diego. So you're looking at, you know, a, a quarter of the head coaches down there are, are have changed over in the last two years. Right now, there's only one on the board, Scott Coates over at Poway, you know, announced a little while ago he'd be stepping down at the end of the, their season. Uh, but, you know, that'll grow to probably 20 coaches or so. And then, obviously, when the head coaches change out you know sometimes that staff will change out too and and uh, coach I think I think you know the best thing that young coaches guys who want to get in and maybe be a head coach one day 
need to do is is really put their head to the grindstone and and really just start working their tails off and I think that's a little bit of a lost art these days you know I was speaking with a coach recently he, he's coached for five years and he thinks he's ready to be a head coach you know and I said well what what have you done you know in that program in the last five years and he's like well I'm the wide receiver coach and I said okay what else have you done you know as the wide receiver coach and he said I, I just told you I coach wide receivers and he's missing the boat you know uh, there's so much that goes into coaching high school football. Uh, you, you know, if you're just a wide receiver coach, you should be doing laundry. You should be doing <laughs> film breakdown. You should be doing fundraising. You should be doing anything and everything possible to help that head coach one to alleviate, you know, his, his workload, but two, so that you can learn what the job's really all about. I think uh, that's very good advice right there. And by the way, you can uh, follow Chris for uh, for at uh, Coach Four at Coach Four. And again, uh, he's the uh, uh, California Coach Association president. Uh, That's a big title. And uh, tell you what, uh, they just don't uh, give guys that title. You got to earn that title. Congratulations on that one. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, it's again. You know, I I love being able to serve coaches. Coaches need support these days. I think more than ever. Unfortunately, you know, you got they just got a lot of enemies out there coming from every angle, and so the more that we can do and pull together as a brotherhood and sisterhood to to help each other out, the better you know coaching, and and then at the end of the day, the better student athletes will have it. Hey, Chris, uh, you know, a couple of things I wanted to ask you tonight. Uh, you know, there's some good young coaches down here in San Diego, and, you know, they've been uh, coaching maybe at that school for two or three years, and, you know, then they maybe want to, you know, move to a bigger school or maybe, a, you know, a different school district. What's the average of uh, like a, a coach that maybe has got, you know, tenure at a high school for three or four years, and, and he wants to move somewhere else? Uh, how many years will a district normally give? Yeah, that's a great question and something a lot of coaches overlook. You know, it's you're looking at usually about seven or eight years is about average out there, mm-hmm. you know, as to how many years you're going to be able to move if you're a teacher, take from one high school district to another. And, you know, you th- there's some school districts out there that, you know, they'll take only as little as, three years they're going to max out you know they're only going to give you three years on that salary scale because you know it's such a great district to be in the supply and demand is so great for teachers there it's on the side of the district and so they're going to say hey you want to come Torrey Pines High School for instance you know I think they're three years they'll only give you three years on that scale so a guy who's been coaching, you know, maybe 10 or 12 years and, and wants to go to a school like Torrey Pines or, you know, Poway is another one, those real nice areas, um, they don't give you as many as many years as some of the less desirable, you know, districts to be in that, that might give you up to 15 or 18 years on that salary scale. I'll tell you what, uh, you get what you pay for, and uh, boy, it'd be hard. Uh, and Torrey Pine's got a great coach now and a guy that uh, uh, isn't a teacher but is on campus full-time. He had a business and has done very yep. well in his, uh, uh, you know, his private business. And, you know, he's a, he's a heart and soul guy. He's done a great job up there, Torrey. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – but other districts, I mean, if you're only given three years, boy, that really narrows the playing field. You're getting a lot of coaches with inexperience. Well, you look at Del Norte High School, you know, that that's a that's a school that will will give you 3 years on that scale the last time I checked. 
And, you know, since Coach Ralph, you know, ha- had a real good start at that school when he opened it up, Jerry Ralph. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, they, you know, they've had, a, they've had a tough go of things. When you look at the history, you know, since he's left, um, I'm not sure that they've had a winning season. And so when you're looking at a pool of, you know, hey, here's guys, you know, you're only going to be able to pay a guy, you know, on that, put him on the fourth, the fourth rung there on the ladder, yeah, your, your pool is not going to be very good. And then, you know, and then you see turnover happening because, you know, it's like which came first, the chicken or the egg, you know. Mm-hmm. You get a coach in here who's not real experienced because he can, you know, has to take a pay cut to go to a place just to be a head coach. And then they're going to have a lot of issues, you know, oftentimes. Uh, I want to let everyone know that Chris Four here a year or so ago wrote a great book. I mean, a fantastic book. I've got it right in my hand right now. Building Championship Caliber football programs inside the locker rooms and the minds of state champion head football coaches. Talk a little bit about this book and uh, tell people how they can get this. Well, what I did years ago was I interviewed 106 uh, state champions from 42 different states, you know, all over the nation. I asked each of those guys, you know, three questions. What What's one thing you do differently in your, you know, your area to have the success that you've had? And what's, you know, one piece of advice to a young head coach who wants to, you know, win a state championship. And, and I, I took all these answers to all their questions and I, I categorized them and, and, you know, put them all on a, an Excel document and kind of developed a blueprint, uh, the 10 common characteristics of state champion football programs. And so uh, it was really neat to talk to these guys. I mean, some of the nation's best coaches, all the way down to Little Snake River High School in Wyoming, an eight-man program <laughs> you've never heard of, and, and to look at, okay, what what are the common things these guys are doing, you know? And then basically wrote a chapter on each of those. And what, what I really enjoy about the book and what most the positive feedback I get guys really like about it is, is it's these quotes from all these coaches interweaved throughout that book to kind of serve as a roadmap for, for success. And, uh, yeah, I've got that. Uh, the coach's choice is the publisher, and you can get that on my website at 8laces.org. You know, I'll tell you, my favorite chapter in this book, and, I mean, it's a great book. I mean, I've read your book. You you sent it to me last year, and I read it, and uh, I have to go to Chapter 8, Mental Toughness, yeah. Getting the Mind Right. That was my favorite yeah. chapter because I'm not sure a lot of athletes, and I'm not even sure coaches sometimes really have that mental toughness the way I think you need to be to be a champion. Yeah, and I think at the high school level, coach, that mental toughness is just so overrated and overlooked by coaches. They just, you know, so many coaches, we we spend all our time on the X and O's part thinking that's where we're going to gain an advantage. And if you go out to any clinic this offseason, you're not going to see one clinic on how to develop mental toughness. You know, I've been going to clinics for 20 years. I've never seen it taught at a clinic. Uh, but it is one of those things that you have got to learn how to, first of all, understand that definition. And that's what I kind of finally came to about halfway through my coaching career was really understand that definition and then be able to teach it to your kids. And, uh, boy, it's, it's just one of those things that I think, you know, not nearly enough high school coaches in any sports uh, really think about. I, I think it, mental toughness is something that can really take take you over the edge as as a football program i talked to a coach tonight who down in san diego who you know our team uh, struggled a little bit this year and where they were a little on the younger side 
And it's one of the things we talked about was how to develop that mental toughness in his kids here in the off season, because it's definitely an underutilized tool. Uh, Chris for my guest here, uh, the president of the California Coaches Association. I want to stay on that uh, here for the last question, Chris. You know, I think it, mental toughness, part of it's inbreded, I think, in, in coaches and in athletes to a degree. There are other kids that may take a little bit longer. You can pull, them, uh, pull it out of them. But the thing that I'm seeing, uh, you know, being around a lot of games and calling games, a lot of the way the kids have to practice, all the rules that have been put in, it's hard to have that good physical mental type practice these days because there's so many limitations on what you can do in practice. Yeah, there no, there certainly are. And so you got to look as a coach for for other ways, you know, we're we're my my first year as a head coach 2003, you know, we practiced 6 hours a day during training camp, you know, two a days, <laughs> your standard old two a days, just like you used to do, coach, right? right? And, and yeah, that, that part of it's gone. So as coaches, we need to look at ways to build the mental toughness without that physical toughness. And I really think that that starts, you know, in January with your kids by just goal setting, you know, goal setting with your kids, bringing them back to those goals, individual goals, team goals, so that you can start to build that mental toughness in them, you know, from day one, when you start ramping up in, in January for the next season. And, and then looking for ways to get them to compete uh, and, and setting them up for success mentally on, during your practices, you know, starting in January and then just carrying that whole mindset. You know, how can we get our kids to find jump over those mental hurdles and practice to find success? And you got to manufacture that stuff. But, but coaches definitely, I think, you know, need to start thinking a little more critically about how to, how to build that mental toughness without the physical toughness aspect of it. Chris Four, thank you very much. Again, throw out the website and how they can get this book as well. So yeah, it's at Coach. It's 8laces, E-I-G-H-T-L-A-C-E-S dot org. And they can get the book off of that as well, correct? Yeah, yep. They, they can order the book there or uh, any of our job search uh, information, and they can find my contact there. Coach, I'm more than happy to help any any coaches out there listening on, on their career search, and I think uh, that's something I'm real passionate about. Not a lot of not a lot of guys have that kind of direction, and and uh, let me know how I can help. Hey, good stuff, Chris. Always a pleasure, my friend. Continued success, Coach. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to talk tonight. Hey, you're welcome, and that's why I love Chris for because he's got passion, man. He wants to make guys better, whether they're players or coaches or uh, kids that he's an administrator at that up there in Yucca Valley. Good, man. Those are the kind of guys I like in education because they're going to make the youth of tomorrow a little bit better. Top of the hour, a quick timeout. We're going to come back. Braden's going to be joining me in the next hour. Uh, we're going all the way to 11 o'clock, and when we come back, we're going to start jumping around, take a look at all the big playoff games tomorrow night in San Diego. Thanks for joining us. This is the High School Football Show on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Thanks for downloading the John Quintero Show On Demand. And remember, you can always listen to my show as well as on-demand audio from Ben and Woods, Gwen and Chris, and other Intercom San Diego stations using the Radio.com app. Remember to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.